0: Welcome to the Sin of Our Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Mark Kuhn, joined as always by my oldest brother, Michael Kuhn. Hey, hey. And my middle brother, Matthew Kuhn. Let's go, guys. We just watched the last pick of the first round. Raven selected Lamar Jackson. Um, he's going to be looking real fast in those black pants. Sleek. Um,
1: uh, uh, slimming. Fast, fa- black is slimming. Faster than Joe Flacco? Much faster than <laughs> yeah. Joe Flacco. So Not going to get his head taken off by Kiko Alonso. <laughs> Joe
0: Flacco is going to be out of Baltimore so fast with Lamar Jackson there. Um, I want to take this time to thank our sponsors, Barbasol. Uh, the brand America Trust for a close shave now has razors. Premium disposable razors with advanced pivoting head and ultra-thin blades. You're looking good, America. You know what's looking pretty good?
1: The Baker new... made yeah, yeah, it yeah, it is! The oh. swag
0: that we have now is looking so good. I was so excited for that pick, and I am still remain excited. We got a new Baker Mayfield, and we got a new Denzel Ward. But Baker Mayfield, first off. Michael, how are you feeling about that pick? You had us picking Sam Darnold. Ooh,
2: I had us picking Sam Darnold. I It was, to me, figured it was either Baker or Sam. And as I stated the other day on the podcast, as long as it wasn't Josh Allen, I was going to be pretty darn <laughs> True. happy. And Baker is just... When was the last time we had somebody that was fun to cheer for? And I just think that that I hope he's grabbing. Johnny Manziel,
1: but Johnny Manziel was a dick. Yeah, but you also just (laughs) felt bad cheering like for him.
2: Like it was a different situation. I feel so much better about Baker, and am excited. The one thing, and I mentioned this even before the draft came on tonight, was the only concern I have about Baker Mayfield on our team is that Hugh Jackson has to manage him and his future. And what do you
1: mean by that? Because I misunderstood you when you first said that.
2: Well, here's the thing: he's our coach, and he has not proven to be able to like set up a young player to succeed at the quarterback position thus far. So, like, he completely botched it last year with Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun yeah. Kaiser, I still think could be a reasonable NFL quarterback, but was thrown into the fire and was not managed properly. But, but like, here's the thing: so here's I'm just thing. saying, I'm just saying, hypothetically, Tyrod Taylor goes down in early on in the season. And you throw him in there, and you haven't really set up the offensive system to really maximize Baker Mayfield's like talents and those sorts of things. The
1: good news is they're reasonably similar players, Tyrod and Baker. Tyrod and Baker. I so agree with that. you don't have to change the offense a ton. It's Very a, it's
2: accurate. They do not
1: turn the ball over. Can can work on the move.
2: Similar size, honestly. Actually, yeah. Baker's thicker than um, Tyrod is. And also, also Baker the Baker
0: size. is way more of a man than Hugh Jackson is. So when Hugh throws his bull crap at Baker Mayfield, Baker's <laughs> not going to cower in the background. He's going to stand up to him and be like, "No, that's BS." I'm am, I'm am so excited because I feel like this is exactly what the Browns team needs: a bunch of young players, someone that they can rally behind, and we can we can move forward. So stoked about Tyrod sitting behind Tyrod Taylor for a year. I don't want Baker to get out there immediately.
1: Um, What's the What are What are the odds that Baker doesn't play this year, though? Because we always assumed it was Darnold, and people thought that Darnold needed a year. Baker a bit more ready. was viewed as the more pro-ready prospect. Like,
0: is he actually going to sit a full year? But what's Tyrod Taylor going to do? That's going to call for a benching, right? Like, Tyrod Taylor's not the quarterback who's like, oh, he played atrociously. Like, he's not going to be like, people
1: aren't going to be in an outcry about I mean, how in, Tyrod in plays in Buffalo last year. He got benched for Nathan Peterman, yeah. and, and like, I'm look not how, saying look how that worked out. I'm not saying he deserved it, <laughs> but I'm saying that like people have seen that in Tyrod Taylor before, where they're like. Eh, we're just kind of disenchanted.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: but but he'd been there for a long time. They'd seen a lot of Tyrod Taylor, and they got sick of it. Now they got a big fat Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> good. Have fun
1: with that. <laughs> Bummer, Buffalo. Wah, wah, wah.
2: Yeah, Josh Allen. That's just just too to bad. To trade up.
1: Imagine getting rid of Tyrod Ty Taylor as your quarterback. Which look, I'm under no preconceived notion that he's like a Pro Bowl quarterback or going to lead us to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But no. serviceable, fine. And then trading up extra assets to get Josh Allen. Mm. Gosh, it's, uh,
0: like that, at the beginning of this draft, I was saying Josh Allen's going to go to the Browns, the Jets, or the Bills because those are just the teams that make that sort of mistake. And it's sad. I don't. True.
2: I'm just glad he's not on the Browns. Uh, yeah, we the, made it. The, the, the Bills stuff.
1: are going to be the worst team in the league for the next like. Three or four years.
2: I will say this about the Bills. They got great value for both of the trades that they made. They traded up both times, and they ended up getting Tremaine Edmonds right is the linebacker that they took yeah um later on and they did not really have to give up that much so i think they got it was good for them to acquire those extra draft assets and be scouring the market and understanding the value in the marketplace i think they really benefited from making it clear that they were willing to move and wanted to move in this draft like they definitely made the most of it and they also people didn't have to give up a lot to move up in this draft compared to last year except for the saints To go get Marcus Davenport. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) That's true. Like,
1: at the end of the day, I'm just glad the Browns aren't the Saints, and we didn't trade up for, like, I like Marcus Davenport as the prospect that he is. I like him in the end of the first round. But he's like a boomer bust. What if he busts? Then you're just devastated. And the Saints finally got out from under, like, the devastation that they had in taking these players that didn't pan out and – Giving like Jarriss Byrd like a massive contract in free agency oh, and not working. Like they just got out from underneath that and now they're seemingly just like mortgaging the future on. Mm. A they gave hope. up their
2: first round pick next, next year to year. move up to take a project defensive end. Which, which who could turn out fine, but he's not gonna pay dividends in the short term when you have Drew Brees and like you've got this young class from last year that was just crushed it. Like If you're going to trade up in that sort of situation, it's because you're trying to win now and you're trying to do something and get somebody on your team Mm -hmm. that's really going to make that sort of a difference this year and maybe next. But that is not what you're getting with Marcus Davenport. You know
1: who's still on the board?
2: There's lots of players still on the board. So many.
1: Harold Landry? Yes. We could get him at 33. Yes. We should get him at 33, which makes me feel a hell of a lot better for not getting Bradley Chubb at four. Yeah, we we could get Harold Landry, which he's honestly... A better fit for what we need than Bradley Chubb, like a situational pass rusher where we can bump one of the guys inside, yep. either Garrett or Ogba, and Landry's still on the outside. Like Landry ch- and guys ch- ch- I mean, that's the dream, right? <laughs> uh, Michael's that's been given, saying he's the
2: chubb right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the chubb I need.
0: <laughs> that's that's been a joke waiting to happen since this draft process oh, even began it,
1: it's it's all too real for michael all oh, too real so um, excited yeah so that, right. that's
0: exciting at the beginning of the other round but our second pick we got uh, denzel ward at number four uh, matthew what did you think about that we were we were hoping for chubb um
1: we were you all think about we were value? all hoping for chubb that's all we could ever hope for but i think everybody was surprised i mean i'm surprised that denzel ward went for it seemed high for yeah. An Uh, undersized where he was kind of fitting in this process. He's he's not the biggest. um, He's fast. He's athletic. He plays the ball well. He does all sorts of things. Um, Around like seven, eight, nine, I think. Would would be more mm-hmm. likely, and I think we wanted to trade back. I
2: think it was and pretty clear did. that we wanted to make a small deal so that we could still secure Denzel Ward, yeah, and get something more out of it. I don't, and I, I don't, think don't think this draft. Was there.
1: I don't think this draft is gone quite like the people thought, even with the trades up for the quarterback, and you saw how much that cost teams like the Bills to move up, and it really wasn't that expensive. Um, the Jets were the only ones who paid like a serious price to move up, and that's because they did it weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So I think at the end of the day, we didn't have the trade there on the table that we wanted, and I believe John Dorsey that he picks the best player available within reason, and it's not unreasonable to think he had Denzel Ward higher than Bradley Chubb, and that's fine. Yeah, go, the go, Browns go take the player. The Browns have, it, have it a lot of us. quarterback or cornerbacks right now. But, it's but we it's have a, a good position room. to have
2: a lot of depth.
0: At. We it have is. a full room.
1: We have a ton of cornerbacks, but we have nobody who. You feel like is locked in, who's not replaceable. Like even Except for Denzel Ward. Yeah, we've got Denzel Ward and then <laughs> he's Carey ours. now, who we have
2: got him for five up. years. Yeah. So the thing that, as I thought about the Denzel Ward pick more and more, he's clearly the best outside corner I think consensus in this draft. Sure, and there's no doubt about it. You don't take a guy top five if he's not. But what everybody says about him is he's everything that Marcus that Marshawn Lattimore was for the Buckeyes, but he's maybe just a hair shorter. But the one thing that you don't have from Denzel Ward is the injury concerns that were coming out with Marshawn Lattimore. Lattimore absolutely killed it as a rookie. I mean, I think he was defensive rookie of the year. He was defensive
1: rookie of the year, yeah.
2: And so there's no debating how much of an impact he's making at the NFL level. If we get similar... Sort of production from Denzel Ward. This is a no-brainer, great draft pick, yeah. and I'm not feeling concerned about his hamstring pulling like I would if I had Marshawn Lattimore on my team. Yeah. I mean, and so Marshawn um,
1: Lattimore would have been a top five pick next year if people could accurately project. Oh yeah. like, what he was mm-hmm. going to be. No doubt Matthew, about.
0: would you rather have Minka Fitzpatrick or Denzel Ward?
1: We were talking about this earlier in the draft. If we picked, I would pick, have. Minka Fitzpatrick. I would have rather taken Minka just because. I, our secondary is so fluid, and I don't know where our needs are. And even – who's the guy that we traded from Green Bay to play free safety?
2: Demarius Randall.
1: Demarius Randall. He hasn't played free safety in the league yet. He played that in college, and he came out. Like, we could have a need there. He could work out great, but we could have a need there. I like how Minka could kind of, like, float play that around. Or play outside corner. And be, corner, be good at a lot yeah. of different positions. Um, I'm not mad that we took – Denzel Ward like I I love taking the top corner in the draft at four I'm just surprised
0: that it wasn't the top the top defensive player in the draft he was the first defensive player to take it
1: yeah yep. is he gonna be that I hope that that's how John Dorsey viewed it yeah I hope hope he just stuck to his stuck to his guns and didn't get a good trade offer it's hard to evaluate this pick um thinking that we were going to trade out without understanding what kind of calls were coming in
2: right yeah Yeah. no i don't think there was good trade value and i think he was the top player left on the board outside of the quarterbacks and uh, that's that's who we took that's what it has to be
0: and we we talked about how john dorsey probably michael you described him as i think your quote was a simple man um (laughs) he just he has his best player on the board and that's what he's going to do he's not trying to trade back or anything like that and so hopefully his evaluation is correct and uh Denzel Ward for years to come is going to be the best. Who do you want most at the first pick in the second round moving forward? If you could have any of these guys. I mean, we have um, Darius Geis. We have Landry. We have um, offensive tackles that we could take. We could take Connor Williams.
2: Okay, so I think those are the three guys that honestly, like if we take two of those three with these few picks, like that's great. It's a win, right? Harold Landry, Darius Geis, Connor Williams – those are those are all great, great, great options.
1: Don't you take – so knowing that the Giants are picking between us, don't you take Harold Landry? Knowing that they drafted Barkley, so they're not going to take Geis. They signed Correct. Nate Solder. They're not going to take – probably not going to take Williams. Like, if you take Landry, you've probably got your choice between whichever so. one of those next two you want. I would think so. Yeah, and it'll be interesting
2: to see if there's any trades that materialize for that 33rd pick. There's always some interest in that. You know? It wouldn't yeah. surprise we me have if a whole team day loves,
1: loves Harold Landry and comes yeah. in and moves up for Gives it. Gives us
0: a king's ransom. That's the great I thing also about having a whole lead. night to discuss trades and talk with people and talk with GMs and being able to work out something sweet for yourself. Um, what? So then at late in the second round, would you want to go wide receiver?
2: I think it's a natural spot for wide receiver, but it really depends on what we go with in those first two picks. I mean, there's going to be a gap. I mean, we just talked about three different positions. We talked about offensive tackle, um, running back, and pass rusher. So those are available, and wide receiver, I think, is also in play. So I think you're going to probably hit three of those four. I don't know why we would take another position there. Um, Those seem like the reasonable
0: needs, but we'll, we'll see. So Cortland Sutton, Michael, you've said in the past that you are not a fan. Yeah, um, not my guy. But some people have him as one of the best players still available at the top of the top of the second round. There's a chance could be a replacement or a safeguard for if uh, um, Josh Gordon, you know, smokes a little ganj. I mean it's a it's a similar it's a similar player, right? Like he's he's gonna stretch the field. He's the number one receiver. He's gonna be able to stretch the field and go up and get the ball whenever it's thrown to him. For sure. Um, there's a there's a chance we go Cortland Sutton there at the beginning. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Who's your I, preferred wide receiver, Michael?
2: Uh if we're taking one at the top of the draft, like right now, yeah. I don't want us to take one with thirty three or thirty five, to be perfectly clear. Like, I agree. There's not. I don't think the value's there right now. Like, I think Christian Kirk's an okay player. I think that Cortland Sutton might be okay. But I'm not super excited about any of them. So I'd rather wait for 64, even later in the fourth round. Like, when we had Dane on, he was talking about Traquan Smith. Like, I would like that type of a player. Like, right. Juju Smith-Schuster went in, what, the late second round?
1: Like There's a th- third
2: third round like those type of guys like hit every year at wide receiver like there is talent later in the draft like I'd rather take 64 or our fourth round pick to to hit the wide receiver position especially just looking at on the pa- on paper the depth that we already have there assuming everybody stays on the field and is healthy and sticks around like yeah it's not an immediate need I think it's more of a depth building exercise than a we gotta get a guy uh I, mm-hmm. I just think we're gonna be okay
0: well, so, right right after we didn't take Bradley Chubb, the uh, Denver Broncos took him. How nasty is it going to be having him on the opposite side of Von Miller rushing the passer? Like with that defense with is gonna Shane Ray.
1: S- like, it's going to be so nasty. They've got some crazy pass rushers there.
2: Yeah, that's a good spot for Bradley Chubb, too, because he and... Um, Von Miller really complement each other really well. Yeah. Like, Bradley Chubb is that nice, well-rounded, can-do-everything defensive end. I mean, Von Miller's athletic and can do a lot of things, too, but he's not going to be pushing anybody around like Bradley Chubb's going to be able to do. I just think that they, they're they two nice pieces um, to have and complement each other. That's going to be – I mean, and they have good corners, too. Like, how is anybody going to pass the ball against the Broncos? That's just yeah, scary. Brutal. Brutal.
1: What do you mean? Their corners, Chris Harris, and then the hey, kid Bradley from Ohio Robey. State. Yeah, yeah Bradley Ruby. I mean, that, I mean it's pretty solid. good.
0: Yeah. they are able to get in that backfield super fast. Another one of the best moves, I think, um, of the draft was the Cardinals moving up and getting Josh Rosen at 10. They um, didn't give they, up anything. It was, they didn't give up much at all, and it's a they great, got Josh Rosen. Like, it's a
1: great fit. Like, he's, he's probably the lowest ceiling of the quarterbacks, but he also is probably the highest floor. Like he can come in tomorrow, you know what you have and start. It'll be interesting to see how he and um, Sam Bradford interact there in in Arizona and figure out who gets the start there. Because Josh Rosen could probably start tomorrow for an NFL team, Mm -hmm. so we'll we'll see how long Sam Bradford's able to hold out. And honestly, it's a great spot because when people when Sam Bradford signed with Arizona, people were were kind of wondering how long is he gonna be able to stay healthy and is gonna Arizona gonna be in a bad spot when he goes down and is hurt and they don't have any other that signed Mike Lennon as the backup like they don't want to be playing Mike Lennon. If you have Josh Rosen as the backup, you're feeling a little bit better.
2: Yeah. Okay, so there was a few picks here. There's there's a stretch of three picks that so was absolutely crazy in the first right here, round, in at the, the end in the teens. No. Deron Payne 13 to the Washington Redskins. Like, no one had this guy in the top half of the first round. Like, everyone's... That heard would make
1: me mad as a Redskins fan. Absolutely. Just because okay. of how so, much of a reach it seemed. So, we
2: all looked at each other in absolute shock at that particular sure. pick. And then the next pick, the Saints trade up to get Marcus <laughs> Davenport. Oh. I the worst value, is. as we already discussed. And then the Raiders, who had dropped back... And seemingly had their pick of all sorts of different guys, including Derwin James, who we expected to go here, went with Colton Miller, the project tackle, who tested off the charts, but is certainly going to be a work in progress to be like a starting caliber left tackle. Those three picks were all back to back to back. That's
0: yeah, I thought. Ridiculous. I honestly thought you were talking about Rashad Petty and Terrell Edmonds. And Taven Bryan right there at the end in 27, 28, 29. Terrell Edmonds, um, the Steelers got him a safety. They must have really liked him,
2: but the Steelers do this with defensive backs. Like they they will reach to take a guy that they like think they like at a position right. of need. Like they can pretty consistently over the past five six years have needed help in the secondary. They've reached for guys like Mike Mitchell and others like over the years. Well,
1: Mitchell got drafted by the Raiders initially.
2: Who did they? Who was the safety from? I want to say like Syracuse, maybe Illinois. Yeah, that who they reached that for. You know who? That's who I'm thinking. It wasn't of. Mitchell, but, but it they traded with us to go get him. Yeah, and we got like a next year's was like, like a big
1: hitter. What's his face? You know who I'm talking about. Anyways, he's not on their team
2: anymore. We'll go look him up.
1: Anyways, uh, we'll
0: let you know in the next pod tomorrow night. So
2: to be clear, we made a, a commitment before the end of the last podcast that we were gonna take our prop bets and mm. all split up our thousand dollars what happened there matthew made a really nice spreadsheet then apparently like lost it somewhere my bad guess we'll blame so, the
0: computer your um, computer was freezing up when you were turning it on you can just blame it on that
2: it's true there's there's one thing we know for sure Come at me tim cook there's one thing we know for sure <laughs> mark lost I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely lost. You know, sometimes in life, uh, kids out there listening. Sometimes in life, you take a gamble, and sometimes in life, that gamble really
2: does not pay off, and you lose one thousand dollars. Mark put all thousand on the bet that um, Bradley Chubb would be taken ahead of Saquon Barkley, and since uh, Barkley went number two, he went ahead and lost that bet. I
0: had a chance to make two thousand eight hundred dollars, and I just thought that was too good to pass up. No, so I funny. sold it all on one thing, and, and gr- great for the Giants. They're going to have a good running back, but
1: I wouldn't have made that pick. You talking about Shamarco Thomas? That's exactly
2: who I'm talking about. In the Shemarco fourth, th- in Thomas. the fourth round, they really traded digging deep. <laughs> no, but I remember that because they traded us, and they gave us a next year's third round pick yeah, for that spot. To, to go get Shamarco really Thomas, good, it was a really good trade for us because they took a bad player, and we got like a third rounder next year.
0: Yeah. In, All right, yeah, in 2013. So, so back to the original. That was a Joe uh, Banner trade. The original statement. I I lost the uh, prop bets, and it's between Michael and Matthew for who won the prop bets, but we'll never know. We'll really never know. know. And we'll the record know. was lost. And neither will y'all. A couple of other highlights from the first round. So the Ravens traded um, up to get Lamar Jackson, get the fifth year option at the very end of the first round. Um, Lamar Jackson, how long, Matthew,
1: until he's the starting quarterback of the Ravens? That's tough, because Joe Flacco is going to ban that team for a long time. I was actually surprised. We were talking about this before we started recording, how committed the Ravens are still to Joe Flacco. Yeah, they're balls They've, deep on in Joe like Flacco. If they cut him this year, the it's dead cap. It's a funny term, no matter how it's used. They're very balls deep. Uh, <laughs> Steve Bisciotti is just balls deep <laughs> in Joe Flacco. Um, the dead cap would be $29 million if they cut him this year, which obviously that's not going to happen. Next year would be sixteen. Um, and then even if they cut him after next season, it's still $8 million, which is still a huge dead cap hit. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, could, I could see them doing it. They're tethered. It if he doesn't, like, but, improve his play. So I think it's two years until Joe Flack, or Lamar Jackson has a chance to really get on the field as the starting quarterback. But that's
0: a great situation for Lamar Jackson to be in, to just be chilling.
2: I think, no, but here's the thing. You have Lamar Jackson on your team this year. You see what he can do, and if you're there, you you make the move. Like, you have you, to find a way. You to can't hold back field. your future. You can't hold back your future just because you've got the financial commitment to Joe Flacco. Like you know that he's not going to play. Sure. You've got to you've got to eat it and do whatever. Even if he's like the backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, because the up. the money's there regardless. Like you're not especially picking him at 32. Like the the financial commitment isn't huge to Lamar Jackson. So. Your quarterback room actually isn't that expensive. It doesn't really matter who plays. You're just it's paying. paying the price hey, is the same no matter what. what. Yeah, Maybe yeah, the, you pull a Brock Osweiler
2: trade. Maybe you dump him. Some some team give somebody might, your second round pick. I mean, it literally could be the situation. The for Bills the might be in the market for a quarterback. So, although they, the Bills are certainly <laughs> in a market <laughs> for the
0: quarterback, <laughs> they already are. <laughs> first round pick, first pick overall next year, quarterback, yeah. no
1: doubt. I don't know who that would be. They're shopping for somebody.
0: Um, and then the Bengals, um, our other divisional rival, uh, picked Billy Price, a center out of Ohio State. All you people listening in Northeast Ohio, you know exactly who that is. He's coming off that injury, um, but what were you? You were saying, Michael, that his doctor promised. Yeah, Matthew be, said. Sounds like he he'd should be
2: ready for training camp. So be ready, ready for training camp. For the apparently,
0: um, you're going to have to trust his doctor on that one. Who knows whether whether it will really be the case. Um, we are going to be watching um, rounds two and three tomorrow and then coming right back at you with another um, reaction pod after that gets over. So we'll see how right we are about our project predictions. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Any last second thoughts, Michael, Matthew?
1: Can I say one more thing? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. was this like the, the thing that struck me the most out of the entire first round. Um, watching Ryan Shazier walk out onto that stage, like not only is that painful, I'm surprised that the NFL, given the environment that they're in and like what they're up against with like former players and their lawsuits and the concussion issue and whatnot and the danger of the game. Why did the NFL like let him do that? Like it, it... not only is it difficult to watch, it's a bad look for the league. Like I'm rooting for Ryan Shazier. Like anybody else. I don't want him. Do this. (coughs) There it is. No, I know. Um, Like I wish the best for him. That just like surprised me, like blew me away. Cause yeah, it's, it's not a good look. So for the league, like, I don't know. I think
0: you're right. I think you're absolutely right. You and Michael both had that same reaction. You guys were both like, that's super sad. And it is so so sad to see someone who's like at the pinnacle of their athletic. He's like twenty-five, prowess, right? Like, yeah, like he's at the peak. was, yeah, like a he's Tremaine
2: Edmonds situation coming in the league really young. Yeah.
0: And now he's not not well. But when I saw him walking across the stage, like it was like, oh, that's like I'm so happy that he's walking, right? Like that was my first thought. I think there's two main like it's like either feel good depending on, but it does. It's a terrible look. Sure, for but, he's, the NFL. but he's
1: like barely walking because he's played freaking football.
2: Yeah, like, like he's struggling to stay on his feet because because he played he's the doing game of what all of these guys are about a to go do. Serious injury. Yeah,
1: it's just it. It almost screams like the the tone deafness almost of the NFL, where it's like always these Gosh. like positive stories, and it's not this negative. Josh like Allen idea.
0: Bring your necktie all the way up to your neck. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just it's frustrated me throughout this entire draft process.
1: And Sloppy with that Sloppy ass Josh Allen <laughs> Yeah How dare that you That poor Bills. guy
2: I, He seems like the nicest dude in the world Like literally If you had him at like a he dinner is... party You would just have Conversation he's with him all like, night He's just
0: like He's just like a love bug
1: Like but, he's just a...
2: <laughs> But that guy I can't see him going into an NFL locker room And really taking charge Like I just cannot picture that ever happening You so know that who that I can Especially after his, his tweets came out
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good luck bro
0: Yeah You know who will take charge Day one Baky No Baky matter Baky what field. Bakes Alpha of all alphas, Hugh Jackson has nothing on Baker Mayfield. I can't wait. Uh, it's good all right. stuff. All right, everybody.
2: Thanks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll see you then. Go Bye. Browns. Go Browns, baby. Baker. Yee-yee!